Earners, what's up? Look, as an entrepreneur, the dream is to earn a living doing what you love. But let's face it, turning that dream into reality is no small feat. That's where Kajabi steps in, transforming challenges into opportunities. I've been there, juggling every aspect of my business, wishing for a simpler way to diversify revenue and grow my brand. Then Kajabi changed the game. It's an all-in-one platform that empowered me to not just build, but thrive. With Kajabi, creating online courses, membership sites, and more became not just possible, but easy. And the best part? I kept 100% of what I earned, thanks to Kajabi's no-commission policy. But Kajabi isn't just about tools. It's about building a profitable business with the support of robust analytics, easy payment options, and customizable templates all without needing a huge team or audience. Join me and thousands of entrepreneurs making six or seven figures on Kajabi, regardless of your audience size. If you're ready to turn your passion into profit, Kajabi is your next step to success. So what are you waiting for? Build, grow, and keep what you earn with Kajabi. Start your journey today. And right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash earn. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash earn. Kajabi.com slash earn. And join the entrepreneurs and creators who've made over $6 billion. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Earners, what's up? Look, this episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to NerdWallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your money. I can't front. The nerds have helped me get smarter about a few things, like planning my tax bills so that I don't dread April every year, or making a budget that's balanced, not just buying sneakers and fly clothes, or saving on travel because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night or maybe a five-star dinner. Or boosting my credit score, since we all know credit is like the real-life cheat code. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines can have on your life. You'll get the clarity you need to make smart decisions with confidence. Smart money is the smartest way to get even smarter about money. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you? Well, thank you. So do you ever think it's a time where just all student loan will be forgiven? Why would that be beneficial? Well, you know, if people, if it's a student loan crisis, right, and, mm-hmm. and you have millions of people who, who just can't pay their student loans, then that probably will have more of a... Statistically, who can't pay their student loans? Who can't? Mm-hmm. I'm, be, I'm, be, I'm baiting you on Low-income people, I would assume. Middle class, who, who, low-income. What, what do they look like? Black people. Okay. So here's the thing. When we talk about the largest holders of student loan debt, they're African-American women, 3255. Percentage-wise or numbers-wise? Well, percentage of the borrowers in total who owns the most student loan debt, who has the most degrees, is that group of people. So it's interesting. You remember when um, they were talking about the number of forgiveness they were going to give out, either ten or 20000 Did you ever wonder why they ended at that number? So statistically, if they gave out 20000 that cleared the population of white borrower, white male borrowers. Yeah, so completely. It's still race. Yeah, because the amount that they owed was around was under twenty thousand. It, it was under twenty thousand. So initially, mm-hmm. I think the average. I remember reading this. The average was like uh, sixteen point five thousand dollars. 
that they owed. Yeah. If they had that 20, that would clear the entire. So let's just keep going because I've got right. time. So now when you clear out all of these women, black women with student loan debt, and I know that other people have student loans that are black, obviously. But statistically, now we put this population with no debt, most agreed, now they can become homeowners, you say? Now it changes the whole landscape of Welcome to America. So when you ask me, do I think they're going to eliminate? No. Why? So you think that, okay, so it's a, um, a trap pretty much. I'm not saying it's a trap. What I'm saying is this is where our community, when we talk about the black community, and I hate to just always take it to race, but statistically it's just very glaring, has to be wiser and be informative about borrowing practices. Now, the challenge here is, is that a lot of times when we look at this number, that person is also the first to graduate in their family from college. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to take the pride away from those numbers and the first to have a, a graduate degree, the first to have a doctoral degree. So we don't want to take any of that pride away. But what I'm saying is now mom, grandmom, even let's say your grandmom at this point, how do we help your child and your grandchild not be in that same number and same boat? Yeah. One of the things that we're concerned about is if we see our clients get out of student loan debt at, like, let's say, age 40, 45, we see that person going back into student loan debt at age 50, 55 because of Parent PLUS loans because there's not a plan for their child or grandchild. Yeah, so so the plan is really, guess if you want to achieve the same goal, all for it, how do we do it more effectively, how we do it more efficiently? Mm -hmm. So I really love your platform, right, because if somebody is a, a black woman that's 35 and she's really tuned in the stuff you guys are saying sure. and she's following some of your strategies, um, she's thinking about real estate. Um, I hate when I you know, use my friend over there, but she has like, we got like 10 properties. She's a land, she's a homeowner. She's a, a landlord. She's mm -hmm. a, so she's changing the narrative for her daughter. So, you know, her daughter shouldn't even have to know what a student loan is if we do this right, because there should be enough cash loan income from her properties. Or maybe when her daughter goes to school, it's time to sell one. That is college tuition. So when we start changing the narrative of how we think about our finances and our wealth now, mm -hmm. then we can set our children and grandchildren up differently. So we don't want to make anybody feel bad about what they did or didn't borrow. But what I'm saying is, is the conversation has to change so that we don't see this cycle keep being repeated. Because I don't think there's going to be a wave of forgiveness to help out a significantly yeah. group of population such. Can I go back for just like a second? Because mm -hmm. you said something, and I understood from a, the standpoint of having loan forgiveness and that coming off of, you know, your debt-to-income ratio in mm -hmm. a sense, and your credit score plummeting, right? Mm -hmm. So most people wouldn't even understand that. They'll think, yep. wait, it got cleared. My credit score should improve. Yep. But it really doesn't. Can you, can you just yeah, explain no, why? There's no more debt to factor. Like, not to be funny, you, you've had that debt probably for over 10 years, years. So it's used to your debt. So now you take it off the board. It's like, oh, how do we factor that into your mix, into your score? So now when you just take it off the board, and it, it, what's going to be a shocker to people the next 60 days is it's not gradually paying itself down. It's off. Oh, right. So when you held a 740, that 740 m might look like a 640, all jokes aside, because that was a heavy part of your mix. That's going to be going now. Then somebody asked me the other day, well, how do I keep that score up? You want the real answer? You need a mortgage. You need another debt similar to replace it of the same amount. I would hope if you would do that, it would be a mortgage and not another student loan. Yeah, you got to balance that out. Yeah. Also, the other part is from a tax standpoint, sometimes when loans are forgiven, does uh, that go into your 
taxable income. Very interesting you bring that up. So <laughs> it is tax federally, federally tax free mm-hmm. until 2025. This is not a forever thing. Oh, so, yeah. do explain. So after 2025, that's why it matters who gets elected too. That might be taxed. This, these, these are what we call provisions. These are not laws. So provision is in place until 2025 to say you will be tax-free. Let's say Biden gets reelected, pro-student loan, he might extend it to 2030, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever his, his term is. But that's the provision. That's like, that's like president to president. So you got to understand the tax laws during that president's era. Certain states say, I don't care what the federal government is doing. If you get forgiven for 200K, we're taxing that as income. Whew. So what I would do is I would probably move. There's about 13 states, I think it is, and I don't know them offhand, just Google it. And you live in one of them, and you know you got that letter, I, I got to move. Like, I don't even know, like, I'm being funny and serious at the same time. You're going to get taxed for that 200000 in this example. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, and actually, I had a client, that was a true story. Like, I had a client say, she was like, so I'm excited. She was like, but 100000 taxed? She was like, in my state? She was like, I don't know. She's like, I think I need to move back in with my parents. They live in so-and-so. And I'm like, well, can you move? Like, can we put that change of address in? Like, can we file taxes at a new address? Because, yeah, she's going to get taxed. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. <laughs> it sounds so heavy today. There you <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. My, my last thing, I, I, and before we go, you, you talked about scholarships. And I, yeah. I know kids and, and parents. This is tough. Is there a place that that kids can go? I remember when you used to go to your guidance counselor, they had this book of all these scholarships. If you were left-handed, there's a scholarship. Is there one place or a concrete place that they can go for scholarships and grants? Because we know grants don't have to be repaid as well. So, I mean, there you there are many places you can go. It's just hard to shout out places that I think are still reputable. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Scholarly app is one of my favorites if it's still around. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like College Girl, um, JP, I think is her name. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, let me see, HBCU Money Guide on Instagram. She is amazing with her work. Um, I tend to post different scholarship strategists on my page mm-hmm. here throughout because I know that they go hand in hand. Gotcha. We don't get into it because it's just, we don't have the capacity. Yeah. Um, what I will say is, you know, you want to identify your child, if you're a parent watching this, you want to identify your child's strengths early on, and that's the scholarship money we're going to start gearing ourselves to. Like, you're going to know pretty soon, is your child sports or academics? Is your child techie or not? Because there's so much money out there, and there is really a lot of money there. But here's, oh, and I do have to say this, because I used to sit on scholarship committees. Everybody thinks they're not eligible. Women, young ladies particularly, always think they're not eligible. I never forget, I had a young lady that was trying to go for nursing. Uh, the requirement was a 3.0 and some other things. She had a way above all the other requirements. She was super active. She had a 2.9. So I'm looking at her application, but she didn't do one last thing to apply. So I called her personally. I'm like, hey, her name was Jasmine. I'm like, I need you to put this in by midnight. She's like, no, instead of 3.0. So there's a psychology here that women, even with jobs, they look at one requirement and go, ah, not eligible. Men go, I'm about to try anyway. So we would see young men at our committee get scholarships over young women. And I realized 
the psychology is a lot of young women would think because they miss one thing. So she thinks me to this day. She got the money. It was like 10000 because she just applied anyway. Because, you know, here's what happens. What a lot of people don't know is behind the scenes. When there are private donors that are giving like the three and the five thousands, however, they are asking the committee's opinion. So if I'm looking at Bobby, who has a 3.2, but Bobby joined no activities in school. But I'm looking at Jasmine, who's a 2.9, but she was class president. She was this, she was this, she was this. I don't know. I'm probably going to go with Jasmine because she still had good grades and she managed all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then Bobby just was in school. So then I have to tell the person who's given the money, my professional opinion would be, let's go with Jasmine because we know when she gets to school and becomes an active member of her community at school, she's going to do good and still add to the value of their community. Oh, that's a good perspective. Let's give it to Jasmine. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.